You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Well, Matt, fellow adventurers... I'm back on Thorn Island, which is near Irongard, exploring it. Now, I've explored the cave, and I found I found the jar. The, well, some, well, well the jar that I need, uh, the wound, the wound-covered jar. So now, I think I'm going to need some sort of thing to happen before I can... I'm going to have to press some sort of lever or find a key or an item or kill a monster or something before I can get in the tower. So I'm going to go to the strange tunnel. You're standing before the broad mouth of a tunnel that plunges into the side of a rock-strewn hill in a tangled swath of forest at the, at the centre of Thorn Island. The arch that frames the mouth of the tunnel is made up of massive stone blocks. Beyond the arch, a wide passage extends out of sight, swiftly disappearing into the gloom. Enter the tunnel. You're standing just inside the broad mouth of a tunnel. To the west, the way of light spills over the threshold of this deeply sloped passage. To the east, the tunnel plunges into darkness. So last time I went into this tunnel, there was a barrier, and I couldn't pass it. This time, I've got a bit further. So I've got past where I got last time. A chill breeze just drifts along the broad, gloomy tunnel corridor. From somewhere far in the distance, you can hear the echo of springing, dripping water. Okay, there's a little question mark to the northeast. An iron tip lever protrudes from the back wall of this narrow alcove. Several wounds are engraved upon the leather's thick shaft. 
the, le the lever is currently pulled into its up position, pull it down. You grasp and pull the lever as far down as it go. Pull it up, pull it down, pull it down. There'll probably be some sort of clue as to where these levers are supposed to be. Otherwise, I'm just going to pull them all down. This section of the wide tunnel passes beneath a tall arch. The blocks that make up the arch that make up the arch are coded with engravings that depict the tower. The tower through various stages of construction, probably the abandoned tower. Beneath the arch is a heavy iron percolus which is currently raised. Okay, raised. Raised is good. Okay, pull the lever down. Pull the lever down as far as it can go. The percolus is still raised. And there's another Pocalus. Uh, and another. This section of the wide tunnel passes beneath a tall arch. The blocks that make up the arch are covered with engravings to depict a tower through various stages of construction. Beneath the arch is a heavy iron Pocalus which is currently raised. Uh, going round the little loop in the southeast corner. Without warning, the rapage, the passage rapidly fills with a thick, churning cloud of mist. Your eyes begin to water, and horror engulfs you, as you immediately suspect the vapours surrounding you are poisonous. Oh, no, it's always poison. It's never just fun vapours. You know, never just a nice coloured vapour, just, you know, to give it an ambiance. Always has to kill me. And never any that give you a squeaky voice. Yes, and never any that is actually an elemental that just wants to just wants to have a nice chat. Alright, pick a number. Bonus of 30. 20 from body, 20 from 10 from spirit. Gotta get 50 or more, or I get a little bit poisoned. 32. Success. The thick mist filling the corridor stings your eyes and nose. But you manage to struggle through the toxic cloud before the deadly vapours overwhelm you. Thankful to have escaped the effects of the poisonous mist, you cautiously press on through the tunnel passage. Okay, there's an alcove to the north, going there. An iron-tipped stone lever protrudes from the back wall of this narrow alcove. Several wounds are engraved upon the lever's thick shaft. The lever is currently moved into its down position. I'll just leave that there then. Oh, it's that it's that poisonous gas again. Bonus 30, success 50, or I get poisoned. 42, failure. The thick mist filling fill, fill the corridor rapidly overwhelms you. Strug, strug, coughing and gaggling, with your vision beginning to blur, you struggle to make your way out of the deadly haze. The poisonous vapour floods your lungs. Nine stamina points lost. After nearly blacking out, you manage to stagger out of the toxic cloud, breathless and overcome with nausea, but thankful to be alive. When you've sufficiently recovered, you cautiously resume your trek along the tunnel passage. All right. And no, 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 the alcove going west. This section of the wide tunnel passes beneath a tall arch. 
The blocks that make up this arch are covered with engravings that depict a tower through various stages of construction. Beneath the arch is a heavy iron procolis which is currently lowered, preventing you from moving any further along the passage. When you attempt to approach the procolis, you're promptly repelled by an invisible barrier. Okay, I'm going to pull that lever up. Pull the lever as far as it would go. Now, can I get past? Properly repelled by a visible barrier. Hmm. Okay. Oh, that's not good. Okay. Uh, so, that one's currently pulled up. I'm going to head south. I'm going to pull all the levers up. And maybe that'll let me pass this portcullis. Right. Here's one lever. Pull it up, head back south, okay, there's the next lever, pull it up, right, head back west, yeah. Now will the other portcullises block me? Currently raised, currently raised, and the final portcullis. Currently raised. Good. Now I can make my way to the southwest corner. Where presumably there'll be a monster or treasure or something. You're standing at the end of a broad tunnel passage you've been following. Affixed to the south wall, three feet off the floor, is a massive stone wheel. Several engravings depict a tower. Picking a tower adorn the wheel. Attempt to turn the wheel. You step forward and try to give the wheel a turn. You are startled by the sound of movement from the passage behind you. You spin a fat round and find yourself confronted by a sack that makes your blood run cold. A moaning, armour-clad ghoul, its watting flesh dripping in small chunks from its limbs and torso, staggers out of the gloom. Its blown-tipped fingers raising the visor of an ancient home that covers its decayed head. Strung along the tattered leather belt that encircles the creature's waist is a gruesome collection of skeletal wang hands, presumably the severed hands of some of the ghoul's previous victims. Leave here, hisses the ghoul. Its hollow eye sockets fixed on you. Leave this place! You are not welcome here! You quickly assume a defensive stance as the, draw, the, the ghoul draws a rusted sword and staggers forward. Now look, you can't ask me to leave. Give me a few bit seconds to leave, you silly ghoul. I was just going to spin that wheel... And then go in the tower. I didn't want to stay here. This is a this is a terrible place. There's a rotting guardian in here, which is what I'm fighting now. Brazenly prepare for combat against a rotting guardian. It's undead, so I'm going to equip Tilera's staff, which should help me against it. Begin combat. Yes, it's a scaled it's a scaled foe. The rotting guardian slashes at you with his rusted blade. Now, if it wasn't a scaled foe, it would have got harder. 
because I don't have that much attack wielding that staff because I don't have the the skill, the special weaponry staff skill. Although I could get it for just two ATs. Alright, 24 XP gained and then 64 XP to general. A thorough search of the remain of the undead guardian turns up little of any particular interest, save for an iron wing perched on one of the skeletal hands, strung along the ghoul's decaying belt. The untarnished iron band, devoid of any markings, seems unusually cold and strangely heavy for its side. Believing that it may be magical, you quickly take possession of it. It's an unidentified cold iron wing view. Cumbrance 1, it is magical. You found this cold, weighty iron wing on the finger of an undead guardian in a gloomy tunnel on Thorn Island. We're going to have to identify that later. Now, if I forget to identify it, I'll add the... and you... you watch it, you listen to the episode and I haven't identified it. It does happen a few times. I'll, I'll either put the identification at the beginning of the next episode or I'll add it onto this episode. Uh, and that will be at most a day or two later. Hopefully I will remember to identify it before this episode ends. Attempt to turn the wheel this time. Gripping both sides of the massive stone wheel, you manage to turn it almost in complete rotation to the white. The wheel suddenly grinds to a halt and you quickly discover you're no longer able to budget in either direction. So I've either screwed up or I've unlocked the tower. Now since this game doesn't allow you to screw up, I've unlocked the tower. I cannot turn the wheel anymore. Okay, let's get out of this. this oh, it's that poisonous mist again. Bonus 30, success 50. 99 success. Thick mist filling your filling the corridor stings your eyes and nose, but you manage to struggle through the toxic cloud before the deadly vapours overwhelm you. Thankful to have escaped the effects of the poisonous mist, you cautiously press on through the tunnel passage. Alright, under one Pocalis. Under the second Pocalis is the third. And then, presumably, I'm pretty sure spinning that wheel has unlocked the abandoned tower. Leave the tunnel, move away from here. A quick heal. And let's re-equip the shimmering silver mace, just in case. Turn to previously discovered location, the abandoned tower. Rising up out of the tangled veil. Stretching over just the tops of the ancient trees that wing the whim of the deep ravine is the tangled legendary tower of Fawn Island. The upper portions of the imposing stone structure are obscured by the roiling, rolling mist that continues to sweep over, sweep over the island. High above, its golden glow piercing the veil of fog. You can make out what can only be the light from the enchanted flame of the tower's beacon 
The wall that once surrounded the tower is now nothing more than a few tattered heaps of rubble. A heavy wooden door, showing no signs of decay, stands closed beneath an ornate arch set into the tower's base. Enter the tower. Before you can even brush against its latch, the heavy iron door creaks open and swings slowly inward, revealing the dark interior of the the tower's ground level. With your light casting its reassuring glow, you boldly step forward into the gloom. The door closes behind you. Okay, I'm on the eastern side of this dungeon. You're standing just inside the, the heavy wooden door that serves as the only entrance to the abandoned tower. Oh no, they don't have a fire escape! To the west, a wide passage continues into the gloomy interior of the ancient structure. So I could leave the tower, but i got to climb to the top of this tower and get that flame in the jar for the old man, who I think might just be a ghost. Because there's a lot of what seems to be ghosts in Iron Guard. And he mysteriously disappeared. Admittedly, he could just be magic, but I'm leaning towards ghost. Okay, going west... So there's another question mark. The engra- engraving of the robed woman adorns the west wall in this section of the corridor. Now, this engraving will tell me how to solve the puzzle in the tower. A step closer to the wall, and you closely examine the engraving. The carved image of a of a of a work depicts a woed woman standing with her left arm raised and her right arm lowered. In her raised right raised left hand, she holds an ornate bell. In her lowered right hand, she holds a flaming candle. Candle. Next to her white white foot lies an open book. Open white foot. A single arrow is pointed next to the figure. The the carved arrow stands on end. Sharped tip pointed upward. Okay, arrow points up. As you step away from the wall, you wonder if there's a hidden meaning to be gleaned from what is depicted in the elaborate engraving. Okay. Okay, let's see. Nothing stirs in the silent gloom that fills the corridors of the ancient tower. You're standing just at the base of a set of broad stone steps that lead up to the tower's second level. The steep stairs spiral upward, passing out of sight into the room where I've climbed the stairs. As you approach the stairs, you're startled by a harsh whisper that seems to come from every direction all at once. The ghastly voice, seemingly that of a woman, appears to issue you some kind of warning. You do not yet have all that you require. Dare not to climb into the dark unprepared. The voice trails off into something that resembles a low growl before fading to silence. Decide to remain on this level. There's some sort of puzzle I've got to solve here. A ghoulish howl erupts from the gloom ahead and echoes along the corridor. You instinctively draw yourself into combat-ready stance 
as a glowing apparition floats into view. The hideous spectre, its, its mangled limbs and torso hinting at a gruesome demise that ended its tenure among the living, stretches out its wag-clad arms and surges towards you. So Wester's soul, I'm pretty sure this one is scaled. Let's equip Tiara's staff, begin combat, kill it. Yep, it, it's scaled. So Tiara's staff has made it easy peasy. It's just a five plus. It is almost as easy as it can get. The tangled ghost gropes at you with his mangled hands. And it is slain. 22 XP. The hideous phantom dissolves into thin strips of silver mist that rapidly dissipate. In a matter of moments, there is no longer any sign of the gruesome spirit. Thankful to have survived the encounter, and eager to resume your exploration of the tower, you quickly check over your equipment before promptly setting off along the dark corridor. Okay, there's two, there's alcoves, there's six alcoves, there's northwest, northwest, northeast, southeast, and then there's two, and then there's one northeast, northwest points north, one that points west, one southwest that points west, one that points south. Okay, I'm going to the north. Northwest alcove. You're standing on a wide stone, wide alcove, just off the corridor. You can follow me. A a long stone pedestal stands in the centre of the alcove, atop which rests a large iron bone. Approach the pedestal. As you approach, step towards the pedestal. The iron bone suddenly, iron bone suddenly floats into the air, wide-eyed with the heart pounding. You watch as the bell rings three times before falling silent and slowly descending back onto the top of the pedestal. The glowing image of a bell hoots above the pedestal on the west. Approach the pedestal again. The pedestal hovers and rings three times. Glowing image of a bell hovers above the pedestal on your right. Approach the pedestal again. And the glowing image of the bell vanishes. Vanishes. So I step out of the alcove. Right, the west. The glowing apparition of an armored woman hovers only an inch off the floor of this deep alcove. The ghost, her lifeless gaze fixed upon you, holds out her spectral sword, as if offering to help you step towards the apparition. You have taken a single step towards the apparition. Well, a horrified look suddenly spreads across the face of the glowing spirit. Without a sound, the ghost vanishes, leaving you alone in the alcove. When you wait for several moments to see if the apparition will return, and it does not, you step out of the alcove and step back into the main corridor. Okay, I think that arrow pointed to the things I've got to get. So, this alcove with a bell, northeast. Large mouldy tome. I'm going to approach the pedestal. As you step towards the pedestal, the mouldy tome springs open. The book's tattered planes rustle loudly as they turn, seemingly of their own, own accord. Without warning, the tome suddenly closes. The glowing image of a book hovers above the pedestal on the left. Step out of the alcove. Okay, I've got an image of a book. 
The, the western and southern walls of this small room are each adorned with the engraved likeness of a soaring hawk. So something about the carved birds of prey unnerves you, as if their lifeless eyes are following your every move. Head back north, suddenly. Without warning, the sharp sound of splintering stone fills the air. You spin around and watch, wide eyes, as the two engraved hawks tear themselves from the wall and shriek towards you, their stone talons poised to tear into your flesh. With no way to escape from their ferocious attack, you struggle to fend off the savage birds of prey. It's a stone hawk. The stone hawk assails you with beak and talons. Brutal stroke for 15 damage and is slain. 19 XP. You swiftly engage the second stone hawk. Stone hawk 2 of 2. Sails you with beak and talons and is slain. Nine, 19 XP. With the last of the stone hawks now nothing more than a small pile of rubble at your feet. You relax your stance and exhale sharply. 64 XP to general. You make a quick search through the tattered remains of the Stonehawks, but discover nothing of any particular interest. Vowing to remain on your guard while exploring the tower, you check over your equipment and then make your way out of the room. Okay. Okay, I'm going to the... the Alright. The Eastern Southwest. The Western Southwest alcove. The glowing apparition of a young man, his phantasmal hands clutching a ghostly axe and shield, hovers just off the floor at the back of the decal cove. The ghost is on settling gaze fixed on you, holds out his shield as is offering to you step towards the apparition. You've taken only a single step towards the apparition, where a horrified look suddenly spreads across the face of the glowing spirit. Without a sound, the ghost vanishes, leaving you alone in the alcove. You wait for several moments to see if the apparition return, but it does not. You step out of the alcove and back into the main corridor. No. Okay, he tries to offer me a shield again. He disappears. Right, the southern one. Image of a book. Alright. Hmm. Going image of a book hovers above the pedestal. You're standing in a wide alcove, just off the corridor you've been following. A stone sedipal stands in the centre of the alcove, top of which rests a lowly, unlit candle, protruding from the ornate stone canister. Approach the pedestal. As you step towards the pedestal, the candle flares to life. The thin yellow flame extending from the tip of the candle dances wildly for several moments before suddenly extinguishing itself, leaving only a faint trail of pungent smoke. Alright, we've got a glowing image of a book. Glowing image of a candle. Alright, now I just... Let's get to the bell. I think that's what we need. Approach the pedestal. As you step towards the pedestal, the arm blow bell suddenly floats into the air. Wide-eyed, with your heart pounding, you watch as the bell rings itself three times before falling silent and slowly descending back to the top of the pedestal. Suddenly... Uh, suddenly, a pair of distant, ghastly wiles wise into the air, echoing through the town's, the tower's gloom-filled corridors. As quick, swiftly as it rose, the unnerving sound fades into silence.
Okay, I think I've got visited those places in the right order. Right, step out of the alcove. Now let's meet these men and women. The glowing apparition of an armoured woman hovers only an inch off the floor of the back of the alcove. The ghost, a lifeless gaze fixed on you, holds out her spectral sword, as if offering it to you. Step towards the apparition. 32 experiences, Daniel. You've only taken a single step towards the apparition when the glowing spirit suddenly surges forward, passing quite through you. You instinctively spin around, only to find yourself staring at the last, swift, vast, swiftly vanishing wisps of the ghost's phantasmal sword. Okay, I think I've got, I've got myself some sort of attack now. Ghostly howl erupts from the gloom ahead as and echoes along the corridor. You instinctively draw yourself into combat ready stance as the glowing apparition floats into view. The hideous spectre, its mangled limbs and torso hinting at the gruesome demise that ended its tenure among the living, stretches out its rag clad arms and surges towards you. So where's the soul? Oh, and it's easier now. I guess that's the sword I've got. Phantasmal sword I just got helping. Gropes at you with his mangled hands and is slain. 21 XP. The, the hideous phantom dissolves into thin strips of silver mist that rapidly dissipate. In a matter of moments, there is no longer any sign of the gruesome spirit. Thankful to have survived the encounter and eager to resume your exploration of the tower, you quickly check over your equipment before promptly setting off along the dark corridor. Alright, step out of the deal. Okay, the other western alcove. The glowing apparition of a young man, his phantasmal hands clutching a ghostly axe and shield, hovers just off the floor at the back of this deep alcove. The ghost, his unsettling gaze fixed on you, holds out a shield as if offering it to you. Step towards the apparition. 32 experiences in general. You've only taken a single step towards the apparition when the glowing spirit suddenly surges forward, passing right through you. You instinctively spin around, only to find yourself staring at the last, <coughs> swiftly vanishing wisps of the ghost's phantasmal shield. Okay, now I think I've got what I need. Climb the stairs. You climb up the stairs to the second level of the tower. You're standing at the southern end of a long, broad passage that extends to the north, swiftly passing out of sight as it plunges the deep gloom beyond your range of light. Directly behind you, a set of stone steps leads down to the first level of the tower. Head north along the passage. You've gone nearly four dozen yards along the broad corridor when you begin to realise a passage of such profound left couldn't possibly fit inside the tower. You immediately suggest, suspect that powerful magic is at work here. Peering northward into the gloom, you're unable to see any end of the corridor. So I could retreat or continue north along the strange passage. You continue steadily north along the seemingly endless passage. Your every sense alert for the first sign of danger 
as you warily make your way through the gloom. Suddenly, something stirs in the darkness just ahead. You instinctively draw yourself into a combat-ready stance, as a gruesome figure staggers out of the gloom to the north, the rotting corpse, that of an old woman. Its festering flesh clad in the ragged remnants of its ancient attire moans softly as it lurches towards you. It's a rotting sorceress. And because I've got the got that shield and that sword, it's only plus four. Your rotting foe wakes at her, you with her jagged, jagged, shattered, shattered fingertips. With a, with with a ghastly twenty-three XP, with a ghastly howl, swiftly followed by a short <coughs> series of ragged gasps, the rotting foe collapses into a heap in the centre of the passage. You step back from the festering remains of the undead horror as your eyes scan the darkness ahead for any sign of movement. After making a quick check of your check of your gear, you prepare to once again set off along the passage. Continue north along the passage. You steadily continue north along the seemingly endless passage, with your every sense alert for the first sign of danger as you warily make your way through the gloom. As you continue along the passage, an ever-deepening sense of dread continues to gnaw at you. Continue north along the passage. You continue steadily north along the seemingly endless passage. You every sense alert for the first sign of danger as you wearily make your way through the gloom. Right, wait, what's... Suddenly, something stirs in the darkness just ahead. You instinctively draw yourself into a combat ready stance as a gruesome figure staggers out of the gloom to the north. The rotting corpse, that of an older woman, its festering flesh clad in the ragged remnants of its ancient attire, moans softly as it lurches towards you. This is the first undead horror. You've encountered in this seemingly endless passage. What was the last one? I guess it was a random encounter or something. Begin combat. The Watting Lady. The Watting Lady wakes at you with her jagged, fleshless fingertips. And is slain. 23 XP. With a ghastly howl, swiftly followed by a short series of waggy gasps, your Watting foe collapses into a heap in the centre of the passage. You step back from the festal remains of the undead horror. As your eyes scan the darkness ahead for any sign of movement. After making a quick check of the check of your gear, you prepare to once again set off along the passage. Continue north. You continue steadily north along the seemingly endless passage. Your every sense alert for the first sign of danger as you warily make your way through the gloom. As you continue along the passage, an ever-deepening sense of dread begins to gnaw at you. Continue north! As you continue north along seemingly endless passage, you every sense alert for the first sign of danger as you warily make your way through the gloom. Suddenly, something stirs in the darkness just ahead. 
You instinctively draw yourself into combat ready stance as a gruesome figure staggers out of the gloom to the north. The rotting corpse, that of an older man, its festering flesh clad in the ragged remnants of his ancient attire, Soft, moans softly as it lurches towards you. This is the second undead horror you've encountered in this seemingly endless passage. Rotting sorcerer. Jagged fleshless fingertips. Your enemy lays a brutal stroke for 8 damage and is slain. 23 XP. Alright, he collapses like the other one. Continue north. You continue steadily north along the seemingly endless passage. You every sense alert for the first sign of danger as you warily make your way through the gloom. As you continue along the passage, a never deepening sense of dread glows as you continue north. Continue steadily north along the seemingly endless passage. You every sense alert first sign of danger as you warily make your way through the gloom. Suddenly, I guess. So something stirs. Some rotting huntress. The what that the rotting corpse, that of an elderly woman, its festering flesh dead, clad in the ragged remnants of its ancient tire, moans softly as it lurches towards you. This is number three. Tax wakes into his jagged, fleshless fingertips. Once more. There's gonna be quite a lot of these ones. Alright, it's nearly done and slain. 23 XP. Let's continue north. Let's keep going north. Something stirs. Watting lady. It's another elderly woman. Yeah, there, there's. 23 XP. Continue north. Continue north. Alright, it's a watting servant. It's an older woman. Jagged fleshless fingertips, brutal stroke for 14 damage. And it is slain. 24 XP. Keep going north. North, 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 gotta go north, north, north until I get to the torch. Here's the thick six on dead. And it is slain, slain, slain. Coming on to number seven. How many of these ones can there be? Watting Huntress is the seventh undead. Okay. These things are wearing me down. Bit of healing first. Continue north. Something stirs. It's a Watting Guard. It's a middle-aged man. Alright, hope went into battle wage. There's too many of you undead. Stop having so many undead. Yeah. 25 XP. Continue north. Something stirs in the darkness just ahead. That a corpse, elderly man, it's a rotting sorcerer. This is the ninth undead horror. Yeah, just bashing it around. Bash, 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 bash. With the staff. 25 XP. Continue north. Another suddenly. Watting Huntress. Young woman this time. 
Oh, they get everyone, don't they? So there's a couple of brutal strokes that time, 25 XP. Keep going north. Something stirs and darts her head. It's a watting lady. Ooh, they keep getting tougher. This one is a blue. It's 11th on dead hearts. Another elderly woman. It's a plus seven roll well, now. They're getting steadily tougher. Continue north. Keep going north. It's a watting lady. It's also a seven plus. And thanks to Sierra's stuff, they're, they're staying easy peasy. Another 25 XP. After a lengthy trek, all the while moving north, you arrive at the foot of a wooden ladder that ascends through a small circular opening in the passage ceiling. To the north, the broad passage continues on with no end in sight. Continue to the north! Moving past, past the ladder, you continue heading north along the passage. After after nearly an nearly hour of no end of this strange corridor in sight, you turn and make your way south. After a lengthy but uneventful trek, you're once again standing at the foot of the wooden ladder. Okay. But I'm curious, how long is that passage? Is it does it just go on forever due to some time space warpy stuff? Probably. Probably. Climb the ladder anyway. Taking care not to lose your footing on the worn wungs of the sturdy ladder, <coughs> you cautiously climb up to the top level of the tower. You're standing on a small, roughly circular chamber, the very top of the abandoned tower. Tall, narrow windows cut into the walls at regular intervals that look out over much of the island. In the centre of the room, atop an ornate dais, and a stone pedestal carved to resemble a forearm and a grasping hand. Clutched in the massive stone hand is the engraved iron bowl that serves as the tower's beacon. A wild orange flame weaves in the centre of the bowl, casting its flickering light off the surrounding walls. Alright, let's use that wound covered jar and get some flame 384 experience the general you hold the wound covered jar up to the flame and remove the vessel's carved lid for a moment nothing appears to happen then the blink of an eye the flame within the beacon vanishes your immediate dismay swiftly turns to elation when you realize the magical fire is now weaving inside the enchanted jar, wasting no time. You replace the lid and safely tuck the jar in amongst your other possessions. Hmm, I didn't think I'll take the entire flame. With the flame from the tower's beacon now trapped inside the jar, you vow to return to Iron Guard and seek out Oracle as soon as possible. Okay, you're standing in a small, roughly circular chamber. The enchanted flame which for so long burned in the iron bowl 
is now safely trapped inside the wound-covered jar you're carrying. Climb back down the ladder. You're standing at the base of a wooden ladder that leads up to the top level of the tower. To the north and south, the seemingly endless passage disappears from sight as it plunges into the surrounding gloom. Well, no point going north, because I know nothing's there. Go south, endless passage. You turn and begin to head back towards the landing, the southern end of the passage, only to discover you're nearly already there. Despite the considerable distance you've travelled to the north along the corridor, you're standing less than ten yards from the stairs that led down to the tower's first level. Yep, yep, there's some sort of time lordy tech going on here. You reach the landing and turn to glance back along the gloom-filled passage. You're standing at the southern end of a long, broad passage that extends to the north, swiftly passing out of sight as it plunges into the deep gloom beyond your, beyond the range of your light. Directly behind you, a set of stone steps leads down to the first level of the tower. Now, if you didn't solve... If you didn't solve the puzzle on the first level of the tower, the mon- the monster the monsters that you'll fight up there are a lot tougher. Still possible, but much much tougher. The first couple of times I did that dungeon, I didn't solve it because I thought you had to. I thought that. I thought you had to get each, each, each of the three alcoves to, to show a different thing or something like that. Anyway, I didn't solve it, so I had to fight the tough monsters and I had to use the Wonder Dragon Fire magic, going back down to heal, etc., etc., to get past it. Descend the stairs. You carefully climb down the stairs and arrive back on the first level of the tower. Alright, here we are, and past the engraving, leave the tower. Alright, move away, call off your exploration, take the boat back to Iron Guard. You climb aboard the small grey craft, and set out across the frigid lake, rowing through a rolling bank of mist as you leave the grim spectre of Fawn Isle behind. When you reach the western shore of the lake, you again hide the boat near the water's leg, edge just north of Irongard. And I stroll my way back to Irongard. Visit the Eldorai Tavern. Alright, where is he, where is he? Asked it by an ale something to eat. Nope, speak to the tavern keeper. Okay, where is he? Where is this guy? Leave the tavern? Suddenly. Oh, yeah, of course. You can't just look for him. He has to turn up suddenly. As you turn to make your way outside, you again spot Elborin, gazing at you from the table near the door. Why didn't I spot him when I first came in? Elborin, stop being so tricksy and ghosty and be visible when I need to see you. Your eyes meet his unsettling stare, and the white-bearded man, his thick fingers... Wrapped tightly around an empty tankard, gives you a friendly nod. 
retrieving the wound-covered jar from amongst your possessions, you stride up to him and set down the heavy container on the edge of the table. Elibrin smiles as he picks up the jar and lifts the lid. He peers inside the wound-covered container, his dark eyes vibrantly reflecting the dancing flame now trapped in the stone vessel. It's a wound-covered jar. You've done what I knew you would, he says, closing the lid and placing the jar into a cloth bag tied to his worn belt. I'd like to reward you, of course, though I'm not certain how to go about it. Perhaps this... Arobin reaches across the table and places a small patch of weathered parchment in front of you. The piece of parchment bears several strange symbols, inked in black. Through faded, the curious script that covers the sheet is still legible. You immediately recognise the piece of parchment to be almost identical to the one you discovered while exploring Thorn Isle. You draw out the parchment from young possessions and present it to Elboy. I was about to tell, tell you to seek out the second part of that, says Elboy, nodding at the scrap of parchment he's placed on the table. Yet again, I find myself amazed and intrigued by you here. Allow me to see them both for just a moment. Elboy takes both scraps of parchment and holds them together at arm's length as his eyes dart back and forth repeatedly passing over their worn surfaces. Finally, he folds both pieces and covers them with his left hand. The old man mumbles a few words, then suddenly lifts his hands, revealing a single, unblemished sheet of parchment. Wound magic is very old, not entirely reliable, quite dangerous, and more than just a bit tricky to master, he says handing the restored piece of parchment to you. However, one must never go so fast as to disregard its uses. After all, even the very old who have fallen out of favour now and again find themselves to call find themselves called to attend some forgotten task. I give to you, Zoop, the scroll of three wonders. Alright. The scrap of weathered tar- parchment I found earlier is gone. Elebrin tells you the scroll was something he long ago sought to piece together, but that during an ill-fated adventure on the island, any hopes he had of achieving that end came to an abrupt halt. Such desires make little difference now, he says, smiling. The scroll is yours, for as long as you can hold on to it. Wait, where is it? There. You see, it's already gone, but not without bestowing its three wondrous twists, gifts. I hope you enjoy them. You certainly earned them. My melee weighting has been permanently increased by one. My stanima points have been permanently increased by one. And I've got 512 experience to general, which immediately after that too, it's kind of... It's kind of nowhere near as impressive. Oberon rises from the table, checks the bag dangling from his belt, and again thanks you for retrieving the enchanted flame. You ask him what he intends to do with the flame, and he pauses and closes his eyes, as if pondering how to best respond 
respond to an innocuous query. Something entirely wonderful, he says, opening his eyes and breaking into a broad, heartwarming smile. Be something that should have been done quite some time ago, mind. Thank you again, dear friend. Aubrey moves across the table, meets you in a shoulder cross. Then, without another word, he continues past you, shuffling across the half-empty common room towards the door. You turn to watch him go, more curious than ever about what use he'll make of the beacon's flame, only to find the tavern's front door closed. Closed, and no sign of Elbrin to be had. Yeah, he's a ghost, he's a ghost. Startled by Elbrin's sudden disappearance, you immediately ask about round among the tavern's patrons, seeking anyone who might have seen what become of the old man. Much to your astonishment, no one recalls having seen anyone fitting Elbrin's description. Perplexed by the strange turn of events, but unwilling to allow yourself to dwell on the incident, you call for an ale and somehow early retake your seat at the table you shared with Elbrin. Outside, the late afternoon sky darkens, a dusk grey mantle gently settles itself over Iron that finishes this little quest for 2,048 experience to general and 128 experience to all skills and powers. Nothing more for the tavern keeper. Nothing more of a buy ale. Nope. No new adventures unlocked by doing that. So... Let's see, let's see. What do I do next? Because, well, let's see, Western Tulsa. Hmm. Well, let's give, let's give Merg Spillage a shot next time. Next time we can do adventures called An Unpleasant Encounter. Flame Wielder, and maybe the Wap Den. And there's another adventure called Untold Heaps of Bone. That's a pretty hefty one, so it will have its own episode. Maybe two. But anyway, I'm going to save. And until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. 
All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.